Oh, dear. Lord, help us. Hello, Nova Church of the Nazarene. Um, this is a kind of an odd thing for me to do. Um, I'm going to be here speaking for a couple minutes. Um, I'm just kind of reeling from the news that's coming out of our nation's capital and then um, of the protesters, rioters, uh, um, moving into the Capitol, um, overwhelming the, the police, um, and, and filling up the offices and, um, even the floor of the Capitol building, causing our lawmakers to have to, um, be whisked away to run and hide in order to be safe, um, the woman who was shot uh, and is in serious condition. If not, I haven't heard confirmation from a credible news source. Um, I don't just want to rely on tweets, but, you know, potentially has lost her life. And I'm trying to um, struggle to reflect on all of that with it being epiphany today. Uh, it's not insignificant. Today is the day in the Christian calendar that we think of the kings of the earth, the magi, the, the three kings who traveled afar, um, who came and, and bowed down before the child Jesus, who offered their gifts, who brought their glory to him. And to have those things happening on the same day is, is very difficult um, for me to see on the one hand, our celebration, our remembrance, our feast in honor of this, this moment of Christ's kind of um, enthronement over the nations, um, that we recognize that, that authority um, is something that we receive from God, right? That even political authority is something that actually comes from God and it has a right sort of order to it. It's not something that we simply grab and take um it's it's not something that if we are really following the lord of the universe uh, that we use everything at our advantage um that we use every loophole in the law but rather the authority that comes from god and that is a reflection of god um, is not one that comes by mob rule or by rioting It's one that comes as we bend the knee to the child, as we submit our authority, any authority that we've been given, to the Lord. And so I'm struggling today. <laughs> um, I'm struggling to um, understand who we are as a country. And to try to reckon with our place in it. I don't love social media and I didn't want to um, really don't want to jump on social media and make a point or a statement. And so I wanted to try to say something um, in a way that would be um, really accessible only to us as a church. And if others see it, that's fine. But, but my inner, my interest is in who we are as Cordova church of the Nazarene. Um, to hear and know um 
that I think these are, are scary times. Um, and, and we're struggling with that. We're wrestling with that. Um, Epiphany kind of has a twofold meaning. The one is, is the Magi and the, the, the sort of bending of a political authority and political power to, to the true Lord, the true King. Um, ultimately in the scripture, all of the, all of the the passages that want to speak to political authority that's that's what they're talking about they're saying if we already in our world um that authority is ultimately that authority is then going to be obeying the lord um and so obedience to legitimate political authority um insofar as it obeys the lord is a way of obeying the lord of the universe and ultimately all kings will bow to the lord whether they like it or not um whether it fits their brand or not, they will. And so that's something that we need to take seriously. Uh, and we need to recognize that that's what's, that's what's going to happen. The other, the other element of epiphany is just like we often think, you know, boom, I had an epiphany. Suddenly everything was clear. It's this, it's this light. And we use the light of the star as, as kind of the sign of that. Um, that there is this sort of enlightening, this this making clear um, that we that we encounter in the Christ Child, that He makes all things clear and all things are, are um, sort of ordered unto Him. And so, I'm wrestling a lack of clarity um, rather than um, rather than the truth. As Christians, we need to be a people who demand the truth and who are well-versed um, in coming to conclusions based on what is true. And that means we, mean, we need to be able to weigh evidence. Uh, we need to be able to think clearly. Um, and we ultimately need to be able to act on on the truth that we see and know. And when we encounter insurrection, um, when we encounter brokenness like this, um, when we encounter people uh, using the sort of confusion of a moment for their own gain, we know that that's not truth. We know that that's not where the light of Christ shines. And so to then see the pictures and the images um, of people who would claim that this kind of um, this kind of action is somehow a Christian action breaks my heart. Um, it breaks my heart. I understand that everybody who lives, I mean, just by living in a society, we have both political opinions um, and we are a political people. Politics just means that we have to live together and we have to sort out some of our differences. Um, anytime, anywhere two or three are gathered, there is politics. Okay. Um, that's what it means. Uh, to kind of have the friction of human beings up against one another 
as we figure out how to live. And so I'm struggling right now because I see our politics dividing, weakening, and destroying us as a unit, as a cohesive body. It's destroying that cohesiveness. Um, the politics that we've engaged in um, have been based on this notion of demonizing um, and dehumanizing. And as the church, we need to come out and say, no, you know, we're not going to let our name be used uh, for somebody else's political ends. Um, we're not going to say that this is a, um, you know, the church simply does not belong to any political party. The church simply does not belong to any political leader. And the reason for that is that ultimately all politicians, all leaders, all kings, all queens, all emperors and presidents and speakers, minority and majority leaders all belong to Jesus and will cede their authority, will give over their authority again, whether they like it or not, to the Lord. So what do we do as everyday Christians? As far as I know, unless somebody's keeping something from me, there's nobody in our church that is in uh, elected office. I think what I want to encourage you to do as a pastor is to be careful about your tongue. In these days, be careful um, what it is that you say, how it is that you communicate and and to think carefully about how what you say encourages someone else to live. Because it may be that your words push somebody else into a kind of uh, extremism. An extremism that uses violence, that uses dehumanization, that uses a kind of confusion around what is true to gain its ends. And we've seen in this election a lot of confusion and a lot of willingness to let things be confused. Because in confusion, people can insert their own meaning. And so there's this habit of kind of saying, well, I, I mean, I don't really know. I, I'm just seeing this evidence and that evidence and this evidence. And who's really to say? Who's really to draw a conclusion? And I'm pretty, <laughs> I'm pretty tired of that because that whole shoulder shrug thing, all it does is breed confusion and difficulty and ultimately allows people who want to use violence for their own ends to insert themselves into that confusion. So... Let us not be a people um, who give ourselves over to that kind of obfuscation, that kind of fogginess, 
But instead, let us be a people who seek the light of Christ, who seek to submit ourselves to Christ, and who condemn in the strongest possible terms political violence, who condemn in the strongest terms violence for political ends. It's just not right. And there's certainly nothing Christian about it. And if we are a people who find ourselves more bound to that political identity than we are to our identity in Christ, then let's confess that and bring that to the Lord saying, God, I don't want to be like this. I want to love and to seek and to belong to your son, Jesus, more than anything else. When we do that, the church becomes this kind of alternative world, this, this sort of third option. It becomes the world that we're all hoping for because it's the world we're created to live in. probably have a lot more to say and if if you're interested in talking i would love i would love to talk to you um i'd love to listen to you um i really hope um that things are not as bad as they seem right now but right now they seem pretty bad um i've heard just a brief report about something in not only in our nation's capital in washington dc but in our city's capital or our, na our state's capital, which is our city. Um, and so my, my hope and my prayer is that we remain safe um, and, and that there not be, again, a, a furthering of any of this chaos because that's not who our Lord is. Um, I'm reminded of what I feel like, I know it's not the first time I read um, Second Samuel, but it sure felt like the first time I read Second Samuel just a year or so ago. And I had just not paid that close of attention to David's story. And I encountered the scene of David leaving Jerusalem because of a coup by his son. You know, and there is just no room for that. There's no space for that coup. <laughs> No space for that to take place in Scripture. I mean, it happened, but his son ultimately received judgment. David left it up to the Lord to accomplish, and, and Abimelech, Absalom, I'm sorry, Absalom received that judgment. I hope we're careful. I hope we are careful here, but I hope also that we can be encouraged that our faith is not in any of the kings or the leaders of our world, but it is instead in the king that God brings and puts in place and has already put in place. My prayer tonight is for the peace of our country of our state, of our cities. We would come to a place where we discover that the Lord has been in charge all along. I want to leave us today with Psalm 72, um, 
Again, I will just, I'm going to read this sort of prayerfully um, and we will finish as we come to the end of it. And then, um, but I, I want to encourage you to reach out, reach out on the Facebook page. You can email me, cordovanazpastor at att.net. Lots of you have my phone number. Feel free to use it. Um, and I would love to be able to talk about this. Psalm 72. Give the king your justice, O God, and your righteousness to the royal son. May he judge your people with righteousness and your poor with justice. Let the mountains bear prosperity for the people and the hills in righteousness. May he defend the cause of the poor of the people, give deliverance to the children of the needy, and crush the oppressor. May they fear you while the sun endures and as long as the moon throughout all generations. May he be like rain that falls on the mown grass, like showers that water the earth. In his days may the righteous flourish and peace abound till the moon be no more. May he have dominion from sea to sea and from the river to the ends of the earth. May desert tribes bow down before him and his enemies lick the dust. May the kings of Tarshish and of the coastlands render him tribute. May the kings of Sheba and Seba bring gifts. May all kings fall down before him, all nations serve him. For he delivers the needy when he calls, the poor and him who has no helper. He has pity on the weak and the needy and saves the lives of the needy. From oppression and violence he redeems their life and precious is their blood in his sight. Long may he live. May gold of Sheba be given to him. May prayer be made for him continually and blessings invoked for him all the day. May there be abundance of grain in the land. On the tops of the mountains may it wave. May its fruit be like Lebanon. And may people blossom in the cities like the grass of the field. May his name endure forever. His fame continue as long as the sun. May people be blessed in him. All nations call him blessed. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel, who alone does wondrous things. Blessed be his glorious name forever. May the whole earth be filled with his glory. Amen and amen. Amen. May you go and serve the Lord in peace.